Welcome to the Business Intuition Podcast, the place where you can learn to trust your intuition to make business decisions without having to meditate for hours, wear crystals, or give up on coffee or wine. You don't have to leave your IQ at the door. Embrace intuitive intelligence to create a business that lights you up and finally experience the success that you deserve. everyone and welcome to another episode of the intuitive revolution in business and today I have a very special guest who won this spot I had reserved um, the December spot for a member of my community who would share a powerful story of intuition in their business so without any further ado I'd like to introduce Hannah Law who's a photographer and who I actually have had the pleasure of hiring for my last photo shoot and well maybe we'll talk about that a little bit as well. Hannah welcome. Um, my first question for you um, is how did you get to do what you do? Oh, it's actually quite an intuitive story. I was thinking about this earlier going, how did I actually get here? And I, I um, was living in Wales and I was having a really hard time in my personal life. And a friend of mine said, you know, here's um, an online learning community. Just go and have something to do, you know. So that really inspired me to go and get a camera. And then eventually I found uh, a woman on there called Sue Bryce. And she stood there teaching, saying that every woman deserves a beautiful photo of herself. And that photogenic is not some kind of mythical, magical skill that people have. It's something you can learn. It's something you can develop. And it's something you can coach. And everything she was saying resonated so deeply with me. And I knew this is what I had to do. And a friend, the same friend said, you know, you should come in and have portraits. And I was really hesitant. I was quite nervous about it. And she said, come anyway. She kind of dared me and I'm really bad at saying no to dares. <laughs> I like that. So I went and she took the most beautiful pictures of me I've ever seen of myself. And my confidence level went from zero to 100 in about a minute, seeing these pictures of myself. And when I finished crying, I said, this is it. This is what I need to do with my life. I need to help other women have this experience to show other women that they are beautiful right now. They don't need to lose weight. They don't need to change who they are, change how they dress, any of that. Every woman can have a beautiful portrait as she is right now. This is so beautiful. This is so beautiful. And I can so relate uh, with what you just shared because I was convinced I was the ugliest person on earth until my first photo shoot in uh, 2009 um, for my first book. I, I needed a picture, a professional picture for the back of my first book. And it's really reluctantly that I went to the photo um, you know, studio. In fact, um, my, my best friend coached me into it and said, I'll, I'll see you there just to make sure that I would make it there. Uh, I had so many insecurities. And, and it, in fact, when the photo shoot was finished, I don't know if it was the same for you, but I, it's almost like I said to the person, 
I don't need to see the pictures. I trust you. I just want to go home, right? Because just the experience in front of the camera was, was hard enough for me. I just could not fathom looking at the pictures at the end of the photo shoot. And it's actually what happened this time as well, this year with you. I almost said to you, no, that's okay. I don't need to see the pictures. I'm fine. So I can relate to that. And I, I love that. I mean, we got to know each other because you run a selfie challenge, which I absolutely love. And I don't know if you're going to run one soon. And if you want me to, you know, give the details to our audience um, where they can sign up or join the group. But for me, um, actually taking selfies of myself has been a journey of healing my own image, but also taking control of my own image because I had been, or I like to say, I was the victim of, of bad photographers. And because I had seen so many horrid pictures of myself my entire life, I was actually convinced, as I said earlier, that I was the ugliest person on earth. It didn't help that my parents never made any compliments on my appearance because they didn't want me to be vain. They were Catholics at heart. And um, well, at least my dad was, my mom is another story. And so I had this whole, you know, narrative going on in my head because I believed that the picture that I'd seen of me who were always taken from the wrong angle with horrid <laughs> lights in circumstances where I seemed to look a uh, hundred pounds, you know, fatter than I, I, I was. And, but that's how I constructed my own image to the point where I didn't want to look into mirrors because I would look what I had seen on these pictures and it was actually super traumatic. Yeah, I have a similar story. I was very, very badly bullied during most of my childhood. Same and as well, yeah. Yeah, you know, I was called ugly and, you know, my hair was wrong and I was wrong and everything was wrong about me and no one ever really contradicted that. So that built my self-image and to the point in my um, in my mid-twenties when I found Sue Bryce, I didn't really have pictures of me that I liked. I had the odd selfie here and there that I kind of liked. But I was like you. I avoided mirrors. I avoid scales like they're the plague. <laughs> yeah, and I threw mine I, away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't have scales. <laughs> I don't have scales either. <laughs> Excuse me. And, you know, until I'd had that portrait experience, Everything leading up to that, I really struggled when my husband would tell me that I was beautiful. I'd always tell him that, you know, well, no, I'm not. Don't be silly. And yeah. I had this experience. And I can relate I had, to that too. Mm. Yeah, I had this physical proof that what everyone had said for the last 20 years was wrong. I had a picture in my hands that made me look amazing. And it was just a true picture of who I was. It wasn't like some kind of high fashion, high retouch thing. It was just a simple, honest portrait of me. And I, I looked at it and I went, they were all wrong. This is, this is truth. This mm -hmm. is, I'm choosing this to be my truth now. You know, this is how I look. And I've, I've been in and out of the studio doing self-portraits over the last few months because after having Cora, my second baby, my body's changed so much. And I've really struggled with that. I've really struggled with, you know, accepting my new body as it is. And I've been avoiding mirrors and doing all the old stuff. And I went, no, no, honey, you need to accept this is who you are right now. Because, you know, this beautiful body created 
two amazing children and has cared for and nourished these kids and your family and it's supported you through all this and it's it's such a, a powerful thing so I I make a point now of going into the studio on a semi-regular basis and turning the camera on me which is so much harder when I'm not completely in control of where the camera angle is and everything but it's so cathartic to just you know take pictures of me and be like this is me this is who I am and create something beautiful for me because I realized at one point I was doing that for everyone else and my body image was on the floor Hmm. and it's so much harder to tell people that you know you should come in for a portrait session with me because it'll change the way you see yourself forever when I don't even look at myself in reflective surfaces like windows or you know sides of cars or anything like that I can relate to that I can relate to that you know so I I knew that I had to turn the camera on myself and get comfortable with who I am right now so that I can authentically communicate that to my clients yeah so you're walking the talk which is beautiful yeah and I I don't know if this happened to you but after my first photo shoot it's almost like I felt back into my old ways though because the photo was there on the back of my book and I thought this doesn't look like me really it doesn't because I don't usually wear makeup whereas on the photo shoot I had a little bit of makeup not not massively And, you know, you have your bad hair day. I have a lot of mine because my hair is untamable. (laughs) And and so it was almost like I was apologizing to everyone who bought my book or came to my business because I, I didn't think I fit with that image that had been taken of me. That one photo shoot. And also I still had this narrative going on that it was vanity to have a photo shoot about yourself. The only reason I did it is because I really could see that for my business, it was inevitable that I had to have a photo behind my book um, because that's what authors do. So I did it because I had to, (laughs) but, but it didn't kind of uh, filter into reality that much if that makes any sense because I would constantly be afraid that people wouldn't recognize me from the photo yeah did did this happen to you as well and maybe not and I honor that you know but it's just like I kind of I think because this conversation is so interesting for our audience I think uh, I want to dig a bit deeper yeah it happened it didn't happen to me so much because um, you know my friend and I we had a proper chat about the kind of photos that I wanted so we've got I've got loads of me and just in my jeans and t-shirt which is generally who I am but we've got some more glamorous ones as well and somewhere I'm wrapped in fabric and it's all very beautiful which are more on the ethereal side which is still very much who I am you know I I love my fantasy and my magic and stuff like that Mm. so by having that conversation we created something that I loved or still love you know and I like to do that with my clients because you're right if you don't have that conversation about how they see themselves and the kind of things that they love and the kind of things that they want to wear and how they want to be photographed you can get this massive disconnect and before I did a really in-depth consultation with my clients I would sometimes get that big disconnect of them would say oh no that's that's not really me that I don't really 
see myself in that. And that still happens every now and then. Um, someone will come to their reveal where they see their portraits for the first time and they'll pick out maybe three or four that they think that I've not quite captured who they are. And that's okay, you know, it happens. Um, there's, there's sometimes a bit of a miscommunication between the two of us. We don't really understand uh, what each other's trying to get at. And I really, really want to, like you say, delve deep into who she is as a person so that I know that the kind of things that I'm creating are the kind of things that she will love. You know, it's not really about me changing who you are into something, you know, that's fashion or fashionable or anything like that. It's about capturing you and the essence of you in a portrait that you will be proud to share with everyone, you know? I've had people come in that are like jeans and t-shirts all the way up to ball gowns. Uh, I have a client next week. She's all, I want to be a punk rocker in all my portraits. And I'm like, yeah, that sounds like great fun, you know, because ultimately I'm about serving the person that's in front of my camera and making sure that we create something that she loves. And, you know, they say that uh, beauty is in the eye of the beholder. And I think that I could definitely feel that you did that for me. And I'm pretty sure you do that for all of your clients, which is amazing. You know, photography is not just a camera. It's how you look at a person and how you honor them. And I really love that. I didn't get that experience at all with my first photo shoot. I actually disliked the photographer quite a lot. This guy was like abrupt and, um, you know, um, we went through the motions and he did some really good pictures. So I'm not dissing him as a photographer, but there was none of that capturing the soul aspect from it. So that's what I love about the work that you do. Yeah. For me, getting that connection with the person is so much more important than the pose or the lighting or anything like that, because you know, as a photographer, I'm very critical of my work. <laughs> you know, I'll see something and I'm like, oh, the lighting's not quite right there. And, and something that pose isn't quite right there. And that hand, oh, I should have moved that hand. But if I can get someone to connect with me in the session and that connection is down solid in the image, I know that they're going to love it because I'm starting to capture their personality at that point. You know, generally I throw away the first maybe 10, 15 minutes of a portrait shoot I'll get home and I'll load the images onto the computer and maybe the first 10 minutes I just I'll, I'll scroll through them because occasionally someone's not paying attention and they're really comfy and you get something absolutely magical but most of the time they're too rabbit in the headlights <laughs> to really relax oh, I can relate it. to that I can relate to that so much and once you know they kind of get used to the idea that you know I'm going to make sure that they look good in front of the camera and maybe I've shown them the back of the camera a couple of times and they're, they're really loving it. They start relaxing into it and you get that snapshot of the soul a little bit because, you know, I've spent maybe an hour on zoom as their initial consultation. And then we'll do a wardrobe consultation sometimes as well. If people are really struggling with what to wear. So I've spent time with these people and, and these women and I get to know them and, you know, we, we have a chat and a giggle while they're in hair and makeup, much to, I think, Hannah's chagrin. <laughs> but, you know, I want to know who you are as a person before I photograph you. I, I like to get to know you because then I know the kind of personality that I want in 
the portraits and it makes my mm. job so much easier when I know that you know I have photographed people on short notice and I've not really had t- a chance to get to know them um, but I do really like taking that little bit of time just to really like you say dig deep and and find the personality underneath all the terror of oh I'm gonna be in front of a camera because it can be terrifying I, I completely understand that you know every time I go and do self-portrait sessions I'm you know fussing about in the studio for at least half an hour before I work up the nerve to actually turn the camera on myself mm-hmm. so I do understand I, I do understand that it's nerve-wracking and it's difficult and especially if you've never had a beautiful photo of yourself how terrifying it can be to get in front of my camera and you know I just I want to ease everyone into the process and you know it's it's not going to be as scary as you think it is I I yeah I well I can say from first-hand experience that you're really good at people uh, putting people at ease and I really appreciated that because despite it being my third photo shoot actually because I had one when my my last baby was born with her um, for my business because at the moment at that time I wanted to create something called the chilled mamas which was all about you know supporting mums with hypnotherapy and reiki to, to kind of you know step into motherhood in a much um more relaxed and supported way I still was terrified by the camera when I when you came um to photograph me I I was just wasn't any more comfortable and this time it was probably also because I had some extra weight that I hadn't managed to lose which I had wanted to but then I thought no I have to do this photo shoot now uh no more delaying no more waiting until the weight is off this that and the other we're just going to do it um, do you feel that you knew me enough to do the photo shoot? Because we kind of knew each other from working together in a way and you being in my community. I'm just curious. We're not going to spend too much time on that, but I'm still curious. Yeah, I. it's easier for me now because you've taught me to really listen to my intuition. I don't feel like I have to spend as much time with people because, you know, my intuition will guide me to, yeah. you know, the right places for people. But yeah, definitely, you know, you give so much in your community and you're so authentic and honest with everything that you do that I really felt like I I knew you quite well and I knew what you wanted to capture. Um, Sorry, I think we had an interruption because of a phone call. Did you you hear it ringing? I wasn't sure. Yeah, that's okay. Can you hear me now? Yes. Okay. Sadly, I can't switch my phone off because I have some, I'm expecting an important call. So I'm really sorry. Okay. <laughs> I hope our, our audience will forgive me as well. So, yeah, thank you for that. And I did feel very, very comfortable with you and felt that we had a, quite a deep connection as well. And I'm so glad to hear that you can now tune into your intuition more so you don't have to rely so much on the information people give you. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure it enables you to yeah to go deeper and capture something that maybe even the person is not um, aware of because we're so used to putting our masks on and and you know having that persona right yeah absolutely um you know it's I love being able to tune into my intuition now because you know, I had someone message today and I was supposed to be photographing her this evening, but Hannah, my hair and makeup artist, isn't very well. She had a COVID booster yesterday. So 
we've postponed to next week and she said oh I'm so grateful because I'm really struggling with choosing what to wear and my intuition went she's not really struggling with choosing what to wear Hannah she's just struggling with the confidence of actually coming in so we've scheduled a, a wardrobe consultation for her to make sure that you know she's more comfortable with picking the outfits and we can choose them together but in reality it's just you know nurturing that that seed of confidence and saying you, know, mm. you you can do this it's something you can mm. do but before I would have just gone oh okay don't worry I'll see you next week and she would be really confused over the weekend and she might have even cancelled because you know some people they get really nervous and really anxious because you know they don't know what to wear and they don't know what to bring and that can cause a lot of anxiety and it can cause people to cancel and I totally get that because I'm like that too. Mm. Uh, well I'm, I'm not gonna expand too much on that but I actually curated a lot of the clothes that I wore um, over months without knowing actually that it was going to be for the photo shoot and it worked out really well. And um, it's funny that we got to, to go to my favorite coffee shop to make some pictures where it wasn't actually planned. Uh, it was more of a spontaneous thing. So uh, one thing I want to mention as well, and I don't know if that's still a project you're working on, but one of the reasons why I chose you is because you had this project of 50 over 50. Yes, I am still working on this. Um, okay. I've actually got a few more leads of women to join in the projects and I'm really excited. So it all sparked from the idea that my mum is in her 50s and she looks phenomenal, And um, but she lives the other end of the country. But I was talking to her and my nan and we realised that the mainstream media, once you get over the age of maybe 30, they kind of just be like, oh, you're old now. And they they discard you, you know, you're not shown and it's almost like, oh, well, I'm over the hill now. And I'm, I'm seeing that with a lot of women. Um, I was at the WI Christmas lunch yesterday and a lot of the women there, they're so beautiful and they're so confident because, you know, they're, they have so much wisdom and life experience with them, but because they don't see anyone like themselves in the mainstream media, in marketing or you know even in in just general pictures it's really difficult for them to see the beauty that they have in in the age bracket that they are so I wanted to photograph or I still want to photograph 50 women over 50 in the next 12 months or so hopefully I can squeeze everyone in and and do it sooner and produce an art book a photo book to you know kind of throw the middle finger up at mainstream media and go look how amazing these women are you are missing out on these gorgeous wise beautiful women who have come into a level of confidence that a woman in her 20s or 30s will never have because she just doesn't have the life experience and you know that almost carefree attitude once you get to a certain age you start caring less about what other people think about you true and it makes true. such because you don't powerful. yeah it, it makes does, yeah. there's so much power in there and and as a woman in her 30s I want to to harness all of that and you know but it's it's still difficult I'm still so young <laughs> I I love that you can see that in older women yeah I 
Yeah, I I think it's very important. And it's funny because I've always wanted to be one of those women who can inspire a younger generation to embrace beauty at any age. Um, and this is why I chose you, because I had this picture from 2009 where I still dyed my hair, where I had a, I was much slimmer. Not that it matters. Um, and I wanted to have like a, a like a 10 year mark every 10 years, have another photo shoot so that I could have like, you know, something that retraces my, my journey and honors me at any yeah. age. Um, so it felt very right to work with you for that reason. And I feel honored that you chose me as one of your 50. I mean, I don't know if you've chose to, to, to put me in your book, but I would, I would really love for that to happen. Um, and I hope that this this interview is going to spread far and wide so that you more women reach out to you for your project because I think it's an absolutely beautiful project. I just want to clarify that obviously you're not going to do this for free. This is very important that people understand because it is a portrait that you're going to make for these women that is going to be life-changing. Yeah. Um, and not only that, it's an heirloom product, right? I can't absolutely guarantee that the, the portraits, the prints that you'll have, um, that they will last beyond a um, hundred years. All my, my suppliers say, you know, these are good for a hundred years, but they've not been around long enough to actually say if that's a thing yet. But we have in museums and even in personal collections, I've personally got pictures, photographs that are a hundred years old and they look great. And the technology's not really changed. So I can say that for everyone in my 50 over 50 project, your portraits will outlive you. They will be gifts to your grandchildren and great grandchildren and beyond who will say, this is my ancestor. This is a woman who showed beauty and strength to everyone she was around. This is a woman who loved in such a big way and so selflessly. And everything that makes you, you, you know, in a portrait. And like you say, I like to photograph people every year because so much changes in 12 months. And we know that because of the pandemic in 2020, we know that so much can change in such a short space of time. And that you never know when these portraits will become priceless. I photographed a woman um, and her two grown-up sons years ago and I delivered her these products and she said to me when I dropped them off, thank you so much for taking these, these portraits of us because my youngest son died in a car accident last week and she has pictures of him as he was, not 10 years old, not mm. you know, five years old or anything like that. I mean, he was... I think it was the same age of me. So he must've been in his mid twenties, early to mid twenties. And so much changes so quickly. Mm. And she loves that she has a picture of her son as she remembers him right from almost the time he died. So she could say, you know, this is, this is my son. This is how I remember him. And she treasures those portraits so much. And you know, I don't want to sound morbid, but what will people find when they look for pictures of you when you're gone? 
will they have something to hold and that yeah that really hit home when we talked about that before the photo shoot because I tend to try and not be in the pictures at all uh, and I still do because like only it's kind of interesting only a few weeks after you took the photo shoot I had some other pictures taken of me that completely destroyed my self-esteem again because I allowed myself to be in pictures that other people took so um it was almost like what was this all worth because it was destroyed literally in in a few minutes um and i'm not criticizing the person who took the picture but people don't realize that for women like me who have such a low self-esteem um a picture taken with a camera is not um neutral it's not a non-event it can be a big thing and it can be a big damaging thing if that makes any sense yeah you know there's there's a lot of power in a photograph I mean there's only as much power as we give to it but because of how um, the the beauty industry has defined you know this is how we see beauty and because photographs are so important to us you know they're, they're how we remember days out they're how we remember people we've lost they're how you know they're, they're snapshots and moments captured there's so much power in them and you're right it's so easy to it, it's so easy for me to build someone's confidence but it's so easy to knock someone's confidence as well you know it it, it just mm. takes one you know I'm the same it just takes one bad picture and I'm like oh well there you go yeah but I'm and I'm getting to the point now where I'm more confident and it takes a lot more to knock me than it used to, but it's taken a long time to get here. And I, I, I hope I'll get to where you are. Um, I'm not there yet, but I think I wanted to mention this so that if anybody out there is listening and is experiencing either the same thing as me, or he's not understanding why some people shy away from pictures and how much it can knock their confidence. I want them to become aware that this is a thing and to be more sensitive towards people who have a very, very poor self-image. Yeah. The other thing I'd say to people is, you know, self-love starts on the inside, although it can help um, almost desensitizing yourself to how you look in photos. Right, I can give you all the tips and tricks in the world um, to, and all the posing guidance and everything. But the thing that's helped me the most is actually just being in the pictures. And when I want to say, oh, all these critical things about myself, I stop myself and say, no, what's something you like about this picture? Mm. What's something you like about the way you look? Are you having a good hair day? Do you love those pair of jeans? You know, find something and it's a cbt tool that i learned years and years ago is to balance it for every negative thing you say about yourself say a positive thing as well and eventually you get to a place of neutrality and when you get to there you can build onto. oh actually i quite like the way i look but you have to stop mm. hating on yourself before you can get to loving you know some the biggest thing that i learned in my my self-confidence journey was to just stop being horrible to myself 
Mm. And the the, pow- the most powerful way I found for that was, you know, if I said something like, I'll look at a picture of me now and go, oh, I need to lose that weight. I'll say, no, no, you don't need to lose that weight, Hannah, because your fiance loves you and your kids think you're amazing. And look at all the amazing things you do. Your weight mm. is the least interesting thing about you. Mm. Stop worrying about it. And, you know, and I get to a point where I'm, I'm neutral about how I feel about myself. And then I could go, well, actually, you know, okay, I'm carrying a little bit extra baby weight. But I, I made a whole person. Mm. <laughs> I'm allowed to do that. Mm. And, and to just stop being horrible to myself. And once I'd mastered that, I could master being kind to myself. Yeah. I think I stopped being horrible to myself a while back. Um, so I've done a lot of progress. Yeah. So everybody's actually waiting to hear your intuition story because that's actually the, the highlight of an interview. Obviously, your work is amazing and I want to continue to talk about it, obviously. But um, what is the big intuition story that you have to share with us today? within your business? I think the biggest intuition story within my business was discovering it and finding it. I talked a little bit about it earlier, but when I, whenever I hear Sue Bryce speak, <laughs> to be honest, everything she says resonates with me in such a, a big and deep, meaningful way. Even if it's stuff that I find really difficult to hear, <laughs> You know, so challenges for me. listeners who might not know who, you, who you're talking about, can you explain a little bit who, who that person is? So Sue Bryce is a photographer from New Zealand um, who was working through the 80s and 90s when glamour photography kind of died a death with the big hair and the... Um, okay. I, I still think it's beautiful, you know, but 80s glamour kind of died and she went, no, no, I'm not going to let it. I'm going to modernize it and I'm, I'm going to bring it back. Spent the next 15 years doing just that. And I found her in 2014 when she basically went on Creative Live, which is an online learning platform for creatives. It's a fantastic platform. Uh, and she was teaching everything that she did to build a successful portrait studio. Okay. I didn't really listen that much to the business parts the first time round, but I my self-confidence was so low and it was at the lowest point it had ever been. And I never like if someone pulled a camera out, I'd run in the opposite direction. And it kind of reached ahead and that was when I found her. Like the universe conspired to put me in her path exactly when I needed it and exactly the message that I needed. And my entire body, when I was listening to her say that every woman deserves a beautiful portrait of herself, went, this is it. This is what you need, Hannah. Mm. This is the path you need to be on. Don't worry about anything else. This is it. Mm. And the more... Where were you at that time in your career or in your, on your path? Or <laughs> what were you doing? Did you have an occupation back then? So I was... I had been in, in university to do complementary therapies, uh, to do a mixture of massage, reflexology and aromatherapy. And I loved it because it was 
I mean, now I can say it was it was very intuition based. You know, it's very feel based. You you get kind of a feel for people's energies, and and I really enjoyed it. But physically, I was struggling to keep up with it, especially because I was pregnant with my son. Um, my body doesn't enjoy pregnancy very much, <laughs> so um, they said, "Don't worry about it. You know, come back when you're ready. We'll keep a space mm -hmm. open for you." So I found Sue in the middle of all that thinking, how am I going to go back to this? You know, my body hurts so much all of the time. I don't think I'm going to be able to keep up. And I found her and I, you know, the way she structures her business and the, the way that, you know, she defines success for me was so achievable could you Even. spell her surname for me so that I can add it to the show notes? Yes, it's B-R-Y-C-E. Okay. She's a phenomenal photographer and educator, and, and I love her so much. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, but her entire message when she was teaching this online course, you know, resonated so deeply with me. And I knew that this was the thing that I could do. This was a thing that I should be doing. And the more I do it, the deeper that feeling gets. The more I work with women, the more women I photograph, the more I realize this is, this is it. This is where I'm supposed mm. to be. And I'll kind of drift off every now and then into some kind of like rabbit hole of, oh, should I go and do this with my life? And my intuition drags me back going, no, no, <laughs> stop okay, doing it, good. Hannah. This is where you need to be. You have such an amazing skill and an amazing power and gift to give to women. You need to do this because women need you. They need mm. you to, to teach I them agree. how to see themselves in a completely new light and there are loads of us out there doing it now and I'm just so excited so the next question I usually ask my guests is how do you receive your intuition do you know what's the it, main way for you to receive your intuition so the main way is um feelings and emotions okay so um I'm I'm quite discerning I'm I very quickly know if something's right or wrong for me on an energy level. I can feel that very quickly. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, so I've, I've been doing some Christmas markets recently and I've been speaking to people and I just know that they're not going to be interested. I'm going to tell them my story anyway, because I like telling my story, but I know that this isn't what they need right now. And I've had the opposite as well. People come up to me and I just know on an energy level, these are the women that need my service they push back the most as well but they're the ones that I know need it as much um, occasionally mm -hmm. I'll get um, some words or um, something like a quote will pop up that my intuition goes that's it that's the answer that you want like a sign yeah yeah um, or I'll be watching tv and the exact thing happens or someone says the exact right thing and I'll go off in a little inspiration um, yeah Almost good. I'll run around in like this little inspired, energetical <laughs> way. <laughs> I love it. I really love it. Okay, so um, I'd like to ask you to tell our audience where people can find you, 
And then I'll ask you my last question, which I ask all my, my uh, guests, which I absolutely love. But we'll, let, let's first, where people can find you. Are you going to run one of your challenges soon? Yes, I'm going to run my five days to fantastic selfies course or four days. See the four or five days. I can't remember off the top of my head now. can't remember um, either. No. <laughs> Even though I did it twice, I can't. <laughs> uh, I think it's four days, actually. Um, in my Facebook group, let me get this actually right before I tell you all. We'll share the link um, in the show notes as well. Yeah. But um, I'm a little my... bit behind my show notes. So if, if you if you have a link to just, or, or people can find it easier audio, yeah. Um, yeah, on audio, that's that's better. Uh, my Facebook group is called Heal Your Body Image with Your Phone. And in there, I'm going to be more active next year. This month is manic because I'm getting married at the end of the month. So it's all crazy. But in January, we're going to run the five, four days, four days, five days to Fantastic Selfies challenge again. Um, and then just generally, that group is a safe, sp- safe space for you to... Um, share selfies get tips and to generally start healing who you are healing that body image issues and and really get going on all my social media you can find me um on facebook as hannah law photography Uh, my facebook is hannah law uh, my facebook my website is hannah law photography.com and my instagram is hannah law photo so i'm really easy to find yeah you are. And if anything, you can find her as a, a, as a connection on Facebook uh, or in my group. You're in my group as well. Um, one, so my last question, which I absolutely love asking everyone. Uh, what would you say to someone who's sitting on the fence about using intuition in their business? I would say go for it. Simply because you have nothing to lose right because you can make logical you can make logical decisions and they can be wrong and you lose or you can make logical decisions and you win and it's the same with your intuition you can follow it and you might lose some things but you might gain more things you know you asked in the group today has your intuition ever been wrong and I said well it's never been wrong as such but following my intuition has led me down different paths and different life experiences and lessons that I needed to learn that I didn't expect to learn Mm. when I followed my intuition. So I've not always got the results that I wanted, but I generally get the results that I need and the lessons that I need. And I'm a better person for it. I love that answer that you shared in the group. Thank you for that because is so powerful our expectations on our on our intuitions or the results that we expect can actually spoil the beauty of what is actually unfolding yeah hmm. well i i am so grateful that you came here today to be interviewed on my podcast and i'm also really grateful that random.org chose you as my special guest because i couldn't choose between the people who had shared stories and i just asked that the person that was the most suited for the podcast be chosen and i can't think of someone who is better suited for this podcast and uh, especially because i know i have a majority of women listening, and I'm not saying that that's the only, you know, um, um, audience that I have. And, and I definitely would like these women to be kinder to themselves, if that's an issue with themselves. Um, 
and also to go and find you and and um, change their lives and heal their their image with their phone. That sounds like such a good plan. Yeah. So thank you so much. Thank you also for the photo shoot. That was amazing. I want to just mention one thing because I, you haven't mentioned it. Even though you're based in Scotland, you're very happy to travel in the UK, right? Yes. In Europe. Yes, I. <laughs> Within the UK, I'm happy to travel at very short notice. Um, if you're wanting me to travel a bit further afield, we need a little bit more notice. So I make sure that I've got all visas and everything in place because... And obviously we have COVID still, so there's, there's yeah. some restraints. But I wanted to mention this because I don't want people to think that you're in Scotland and that's it. Uh, you've actually flew to where I am, which is the southwest of England. And we had the most amazing day together uh, doing this photo shoot so um, I highly recommend Hannah I, I think it's pretty clear from the conversation we've had so far um, but I just wanted to to put those kind words about your work because you've done an amazing job to the point where I was really surprised I was really surprised I didn't think I would come out in the pictures the way that you've captured me and I think you really captured my essence for sure so thank oh, you God. Hannah no thank and, you uh, it was an honor photographing you Thank you. Thank you, everyone, for listening to this episode. I will be taking two weeks off over Christmas. So uh, our next episode is going to be um, the first Monday in January. So uh, for those of you who um, celebrate Christmas uh, um, or something else, uh, happy festive seasons. And I'll see you in 2022. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, Hannah. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Business Intuition Podcast. If you like this episode, make sure you subscribe, give us a rating, and if you haven't done it yet, write a review so that more listeners can enjoy this podcast. Don't forget to join my free group on Facebook, Business Intuition for Female Entrepreneurs. And go on to my website to download my free workbook, on the four steps to trust your intuition in business. My website is theintuitionrevolution.co.uk.